on. All right, well, hold now on. we're recording. Who looks stupid now? Well, okay, fine. I'm going to play it on silent. That'll fucking show you. That's my boyfriend's fucking Game Boy Color. I can replay it. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't erase his data or anything. Okay, because I, I was game. really worried you had erased his data. Oh my god, like, what kind of tomorrow. animal do you fucking think I am? Oh my god, is the metronome on? Uh, the what? I have to, no, we'd be able to hear it. Hold on, see? What's a metronome? This. Oh. It helps you keep tempo. Okay, But where? that's, okay. Boys in the band. band okay. Alright, what am I doing? Oh, shit. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to a special B-side of Legends in Review. I don't know what's going on. Where we take some questions and just go over some general thoughts that we had about the season while inebriated. Because I think this is going to give us some really fresh and shiny opinions on legends that maybe we didn't even know we had. The real legends were the friends that we made along the way. That's actually true. That yes. is the show. That is basically the show. Okay. What are some... So, we have a question that says, How does the team sleep? Who sleeps heavy? Who sleeps light? On their back? Blanket stealer? Etc. And let me just say that in Legends of Tomorrow, some people sleep on their side, some people sleep on their back, and some people sleep on girl group group Sistar! <laughs> Okay, who so are so talented <laughs> and yet are not receiving enough recognition. So fucking look into that. Oh, okay. Look into that. I don't think that's what they meant. I mean, like, the thing that I actually, to turn this into, like, a non headcanon kind of question, like, the thing that's very fun is that sometimes we see new rooms on the Wave Rider where I'm like, aw, they got more budget. Like, you have, like, what did we get this new season? We a got, library. We got the library. And we got more kitchen. We got more kitchen. Because last, last season we only had... Had like half the kitchen. About half a kitchen and we had a counter. <laughs> we had the counter. And we didn't even see that part of the kitchen. We literally didn't see anything that this would indicate year, a kitchen. We actually it was just the had cabinets and some countertop and a table. And it then was, we only ever saw the table again. Yeah, and then everything else. They're but like, I'm sorry. Do people sleep in the kitchen? Like, probably sometimes. I feel like sometimes on accident. I think the kitchen is maybe the best place to have a sleepover if you move the table. Because probably. Rip's office is really cramped. Like, the bedrooms seem kind of big, so you might be able to do that. And, like, this is just I mean, I devolving into, you know, sleepover talk, but, like, well, I that's honestly... the thing is, wherever the hell in the episode where they went and should have punched George Lucas right in the dick and never did, and really, it's a shame because throwing him in the dumpster wasn't enough, um, but they, Amaya and Nate and Ray had that, that, like, movie-watching party mm-hmm. thing, and I, was that... Where the hell was that? Was that Riff's office or was that the I library? Feel, no, because Riff's office is separate they, from what I want to call the command really center. Didn't use the office because I guess Rip wasn't there. Like, they use it when he comes well, back. Well, there seems to be another non-Rip office because Rip seems to have that office. I I can't tell if it's a matter of perspective that we're only seeing the... Yeah, okay. Here's I'm the really thing. I'm really upset by... The way, my brain hold is on, not Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I think I may, I may have a solution to this. I think that... Okay, so that we have the main bay of the Wave Rider where everybody has their shh, where everyone has their main like hollow table kind of discussions, and then next to that we have Rip's office. Rip's office maybe no wait because we've seen the back of Wouldn't it. Wouldn't Rip's office be like Is if it you're L-shaped, on shaped maybe if you're on a boat? Yes. The captain's like the the thing where the steering wheel is. Yes. What is the steering wheel on a boat called? Oh, God. Please don't ask me that right now. All right. It's a little bit higher than everything else. It's, yes, it's on its own it sort of thing. And that's sort but of that's what I feel like But that's not where the office is. We've seen the office. It's directly oh. connected to the hollow table. No, but, it is not directly connected to the I mean, literally the hollow But, like, you, Sarah has walked in on him no, in his office. No, it's right next to the main room. 
That's what I'm talking about. But it's like, a little elevated. It's got a tiny step got, in front of it. Okay, like a step. That's okay, not what I'm calling wait, elevated, side Rachel. Question. How many times has Arthur Darville tripped on that one step? Oh my god. Considering the bluebirds from season one or just him slowly destroying <laughs> that, I'm going to have to say like 20. They should have kept it in. They, they should've really should have just kept it in. It's really funny to me that Rip is a complete klutz. But like, um, my thing is, is I feel like Sarah seems to be in an office that is part of the library at certain points. Like when she's talking to Jax in the Christmas episode. That seems to be part no, of... No, that was the library. Yeah, but it had a desk that wasn't in the library the first time. It wasn't books. And then there's also another oh, room. The library. There's, yeah, the library. The, li- the problem is, is I think they use different The library, library changes sizes. The library changes Every, sizes. And, and it's really hilarious to me that they may have multiple library sets because they have one house set. Uh-huh. They have no... I don't think they All have... All right, how does everyone sleep? I mean, I definitely think they would... You could fit four or five people if they drag their mattresses in. Yeah. Because those mattresses... If you've been in a college dorm, are probably like double size, yeah. twin extra long. Yeah, like it's two twin extra longs, like full size twin extra long, which yeah. is hilarious because, like, then you have to try to share a bed with like Ray or Mick. Uh huh. Who are so like Leonard and Kendra were TM <laughs> suffering TM again. <laughs> I think that well, because Mick, Mick, Mick is autistic, so I think it's okay if he pressure stims and Len just kind of sleeps on him. Um, yeah, the by the way, Ray, take that one down. The, the problem, that's true. That's true. That's, that's, on. A, I mean, seriously, like, we have to actually. We're actually going to discuss that seriously. We're going to discuss that seriously, right. but not right now, because yeah. we don't have the space and time for it, yes. no pun intended. Um, fuck me. Um, Ray and Kendra sharing a bed. Ray and Kendra sharing a bed. He's going to, you know how, like, you're not supposed to sleep with a baby because you'll smother them to death? Yeah. I feel like that's the thing, is you have to be very careful sleeping and with Ray. And then, like, try to imagine even just, like, three people. Oh my god! Like the easiest I can imagine is Jax and Sarah and Kendra would be pretty okay. Jax and Maya and Sarah would also be. Jax and Maya and Sarah would be pretty okay. Kendra and Maya and Sarah would be pretty okay. Like because oh gosh, Maisie is so beautiful. She's so skinny. She's so she's so little. She looks like a delicate breeze can knock her over. I love her, and I mean that in a good way. Because you know. We're saying that as people who are definitely like not but skinny. You would need a you would you would need like a tight and she's just you know like she's they're so all good. skinny because they have to be actresses. But like Katie actually does have a lot of muscle, which uh-huh. is really cool. She's and then ripped. Sierra actually does have like some curves, which is really nice. And then Maisie is sort of built like a runway model, which is like really nice because there is. Some, some diversity in diverse like in body type, but yeah. you know, I'm not expecting anything from the CW. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that like Katie be that muscular because sometimes that's considered masculine and I'm so happy is, that they let her be muscular. Yeah. And let her work out as much as she wants. Well, probably also because that means that they don't have to pay stunt double. But also, um, yeah. <laughs> I think ultimately, oh, you know, no, they they are super. Also, because she's so buff, she could beat the shit out of them if they didn't. That was the other thing I was thinking of. She absolutely, she could like snap Phil Clemmer in half if she needed to. Do it, babe. Five dollars <laughs> and a bag of weed. Here's the thing: is Katie has also dyed her hair pink now, and I want to. I want that in season three. I would like Sarah to have pink hair. I want Sarah to have pink hair exclusively because we ended season two, and I assume we're going to jump right into season three, like the uh-huh. next second. I just want Sarah to inexplicably have pink hair, and for yeah. nobody, and for because one means- person to be like, did you? have that before and Sarah's like it's a time storm anything can happen fuck you guys now I have three boobs (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna do about it bitch (laughs) okay um like the thing about this the thing I I feel like though Rip needs Rip 
doesn't have names on the door and they're all very dumb and like this is also a very confusing set like we're trying to figure it out and i understand we're a little drunk right now but it's also still one of those things where i'm like i don't know how to figure this out so i don't think anyone knows where their rooms are so usually they just do you kind think of at sleep. some point somebody put at least tried to do masking tape on the door that's with a definitely name like ray it. tries that because it's ray and then it just didn't like sarah tore it down it's just like well half the she fun. started switching the doors around yes yeah, like you just eventually i think they just kind of sleep in whatever bed is available um you know this is kind of that people's team. clothes are all over the place like i don't think anyone can ever that's why they have the fabricator because i honestly think people would put away their clothes and be like oh shit which room did i put my clothes uh-huh in? i mean like we do see in the show that like some the rooms do get some customization yeah like mick's room is fairly done out and then well, Amaya's room it... has some like nice furniture in it i think if you'd ask i mean gideon but that's also the same set that was just done up in different ways yeah well again we have no money but i do think admittedly that gideon probably would be able to manufacture like if they're like hey can i get a can we have a fancy chair like gideon gideon loves this i don't know why but she really loves these people so she'd be like yeah okay (laughs) i don't know why again but Gideon really, hashtag save Gideon season three like, my hashtag is save Gideon Gideon is so fond of the team and I'm like there's no reason for you to like them that much they're so bad at everything but you know um okay we, yeah should we go to the next question yeah that's fair all right the next question who introduces the concept of dabbing when someone explains it to the team no 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 it says who introduces the concept of dabbing when something explodes like something explodes and then you dab is that a thing i well first Fuck. of all if it's a thing they would ruin it they would absolutely ruin like, it because they're just picture blowing them doing things that up to and dab i just picture them doing that and then jacks as franz like as jacks like jacks is the most franz he has ever been in his life uh-huh just looking directly into the camera and saying nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. Who is the last one to start doing it? Ooh, God. Um, Martin. Yeah, well, I mean... I don't like, think he ever does it, actually. I don't... Yeah, I think he Like, just, I think you've got to count him out of that discussion. He, he... Like, I think that's the thing, is whenever they go back in time, also, the team probably has a habit of getting into whatever the trend was of the time. Like, the 70s and smoking weed. And the 80s and bad hair. And then Stein and is smoking like... Smoking weed. Uh, and smoking weed. And doing cocaine and by that. And the 60s. And smoking weed. <laughs> and the 50s. And smoking weed. Just a lot of weed. But I do think that he's... Hey, fuck you, Rip. This is a trend right now. We're not misbehaving. You're doing cocaine. <laughs> but, like, it is... It is um, yeah, disclaimer. Don't, don't fucking don't, do cocaine, Don't kids. do cocaine. Don't do cocaine. Don't do cocaine. Um, it's a bad drug. It's a really bad drug. Um, uh... I think the thing is, is he does try to stay out of the trends of whatever they're doing because he does not have time for this and he doesn't feel like dealing with them because they're horrible. Remember the line Grandpa Simpson once had where he was like, one time I was young and yes! with it yes, and then it changed and then I got old and I was scared of everything. You'll see. It'll happen to you. That's literally. Li- well, because that's the thing. Is he's, like in the 70s, we see him and he seems on the up and up. He's dressing like a young, hip, gay college student. Like he's No, no one, no one that Jewish was hip in the 70s ask my dad okay well i'm sorry but the cw said he had to be hip so um like he does seem to have been with it tm but yeah he just got old and i don't think he wants to do it anymore because if i was like 60 i wouldn't want to fucking he again like my dad reaches the age that all jewish men want to reach where they are sufficiently old enough to just be grumpy old men all the time and no one can question it yeah no that's fair that is the goal yeah (laughs) 
that is that is i think that's what my grandpa wants to do minus the jewishness but he's gotten the point where he just wants to be able to be old enough and drive badly enough and lean on the horn enough that no one's gonna pick a fight with someone who looks that old i'm like all right i can respect that i think and if then it, he dabs and then he dabs well here's the thing is like you know he's not gonna dab um, I think if we asked your dad to dab tomorrow at Easter, it would go pretty great. I think he would, if he tries, a small portal will open up next to him. I think and someone's going to get, and like, like the intergalactic police are going to get out. <laughs> it's the and Green Lanterns. The Green Lanterns are going to write him a cease and fucking desist. <laughs> no, because here's what would happen is that my mom would just be like, what? What is this? What? Oh, God, your mom. What's can't. going on? <laughs> Your mom Do I get the kid? <laughs> what is this? Your mom should find out. Well, actually, like, the thing is, is your mom never know. But, like, your mom could find out about dabbing because I thought it was something little kids did because all the kids who work fucking dab. And I'm like, what is it? And, like, the water bottle flip thing. I have five-year-olds doing that. So when they're like, yeah, teens love the water bottle flip challenge, I'm like, oh, shit, do they? So do my kindergartners. Okay, that means I'm, it's... I, I just well, I'm, I no, I think... But I know teens like that it. Guys, I don't I, know how trends work. But the I, thing is, is, like, trends have become more easy for like easier for younger kids to access because they start on like viral videos on youtube so when you have dumb shit please monitor your child please oh my god i mean like not not to an extreme point listen i had a kid we watched zootopia over summer break last year and not three hours later i had kids looking up zootopia videos on their ipads and i'm literally diving like i'm trying to stop a bullet from hitting to knock their iPads out of their hands. And the Five Nights at fucking Freddy's thing, I lean over to check what a kid's doing and he has Foxy saved as his like lock screen and it's it's hysterical because still got the DeviantArt watermark on it and I'm just sitting there like, do I talk to his parents? This child stole art. <laughs> do I tell <laughs> Number one, this child is a goddamn art thief. And number two, he's a furry. Listen, what I'm telling you is like, no, parents do not monitor their child's every online activity. Oh my God, no. But if you have a five-year-old, please try to put a fucking furry on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> furry filter. <laughs> Put a furry on YouTube. You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, speaking of Cisco's persona. No, no, no. Shut up. Um, I actually don't. Let's go through. Let's do persona. No, I don't want to do personas for the entire team because then people are gonna think. Rip is definitely. Oh please. Arthur Darville is a furry. Arthur Darville is a furry. Because when they asked what superhero would you like to be if you weren't the superhero you were right now. He said he wanted to be fucking Lion for the express Lion-o, purpose of who was fucking Chitara. Who he didn't say for the express purpose of he fucking Chitara. But that's it. the only reason there's, anyone wants to be Lion There's who no is just furry He-Man. He's, I was literally that's all he is. Furry He-Man. There's like, no reason you wouldn't say He-Man you unless could, you want to fuck Chitara uh-huh. because you're a goddamn furry Arthur Darville. <laughs> I know. It's well, there are a lot of. Fucking hide from us. <laughs> there, I mean, it's like you, you look at somebody and like you can tell, especially if you are. Show also. me what you've had commissioned. Listen, listen. I have, I have been playing Pokemon since the age of three. I know what a furry looks like when I see a furry. So, anyway, Cisco's persona. <laughs> Stop bringing that. I don't. You know what? Like, like, I'm not sure if every a bat. TV I, cast actor. If I said person, that in front of Carlos, I think he might have a meltdown. The person I want to least say. So, what do you think about your character's persona? is poor, sweet, beautiful he's such, Carlos he's Valdez. such a good... I don't want to ever say that to him. I don't want to... So, like, let's... like. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to say it's Bat, though, because, like, of the, the Sonic vibration thing, that would be really cool. Or Hart... Actually, no, I lied. Hartley would is make a really a good Bat. Is he a sexy Bat? Like, Rouge well, the Bat? Well, I know... I know... I know... And I say uh, sexy I know a girl. Bat not because I think Rouge the Bat is sexy, but because... Well, she's, like, too cartoonish. She's designed to be a sexy uh, I, cartoon. Which doesn't make any sense she to is, me. 
Like she's so short. Like, like she's, she's very short. Like human. Like the she thing about Sonic. The thing about Sonic animals is they're not proportioned to people, so they're not I really that read. attractive. <laughs> I know, but my point is, is Hartley as a bat would actually make a lot of sense. It'd be really cool, but like I don't know what at Cisco would be actually. I haven't. I I have not given it a lot of thought because I don't want to upset Carlos. I feel like if I think about it too hard, I might give him a psychic nosebleed. Um, he is so good and doesn't deserve that. I love you, Carlos. He's such a good All boy. Right, let's let's see what let's see what, what Libby we... said. Let's okay, see what Libby said. <laughs> well, Dicey said, "When is Kim Nam June going to be cast on DC TV?" Kim Nam June. Kim Nam June actually could speak English and would be a better actor than a lot of people on also, the Also, I just want to preface and say that, like, we do know that the name is supposed to be pronounced Nam June, or in some variant of that, but I don't, like, the language is, well, one, we're a bit tipsy, to put it lightly, and two, um, we were actually discussing this, that the long A that you make in Korean, you don't really hear in English. Like, I have the worst name ever that you would want to say in English if Korean or Chinese or Chinese is the language, Cantonese or Mandarin or Japanese is your first language, which is Rachel because it starts with an R and ends with an L. So just when we see the name Namjoon, it just comes, it's, it's, there's a character in Fire Emblem who's named La Arachelle, and I'm like, that's because you guys can figure out how to anglicize Rachel, is it? And, yeah, it's just not, it's not, we, I, we, we don't, you. what we mean is, we don't mean any disrespect if we mispronounce his name, it's very difficult for us. I also have a bit of a speech impediment, I actually have gone to therapy for it as kids, so, like, if I, if I F up, I'm sorry. I, so you're me, still my bias. Thanks, Nam June. <laughs> When is he going to be on? So I'm not sure if you guys know this, but my um, Dreamcast for DCTV's Oliver Queen is Kim Nam June because he is beautiful and talented and looks great with blonde hair. And he Except sounds like Joey from Friends when he, he speaks English. He taught himself how to speak English by watching Friends. So he sounds like Joey, our everybody's favorite Italian-American. Yes. And the thing is, is that when they go to the uh, little sports event that they make K-pop idols do every oh, year, no. he's never done archery. Jimin has so I have some really great photos of blonde Jimin being an archer and I'm like he could also be Oliver Queen that's fair that's Park Jimin why by do the way. why do they make them do sports that's okay I I'm sorry know. hold on because well because like now I just the team at a sports festival goes really badly I just want to throw well, that out sports there. festivals are a thing well sports festivals are a thing in Japan I guess they are in Korea too maybe that's cool. I mean it's also like fans get to go and you yeah it's like an cheer event. them on and like it's I would, I would, I would fuck. Like, that's the thing is, like, I know that, like, when they'll buy 200 CDs because I feel like recording artists and music artists in Korea, like, fans feel more entitled to every second of that's their waking lives. That's absolutely true. That's that why we really they don't, don't really have... like idols dating yeah. other people. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing is we don't have bands, like, we don't have bands that feel like public property anymore. Mm -hmm. The closest we really have, I guess, is, like, Beyonce. But, but, but even then, Beyonce like, is way more independent. Like Beyonce no one owns Beyonce. Nobody owns Beyonce, and like it would be completely ridiculous for anyone to feel like of they course. had. Of course, any kind of. But I don't but like. It's that's why we don't have that loyalty mindset. to the industry. That's why you don't have yeah. people buying CDs anymore because nobody feels that kind of loyalty that K-pop fans have. Mm -hmm. But that loyalty also comes from the companies kind of cultivating this impression of yes. total ownership of the bands. So yes, it is a very cultivated thing that is sold to people. It's bad. Anyway, Kim Namjoon will unfortunately never be on Arrow because... It's actually probably for the best. It's for the best and also because DCTV hates Asian people. Oh my god, of so Of all much. kinds. We got so one Asian much. person this season after no Asian people last season. So, and I'm not going to talk about the Shogun episode. Like, that was bad. Let's just... You know what, baby? You know what? Run, Nam, run away. Namjoon. Run away. Oh, and yeah, if you're, if you're a listener and you did not know this, 
His name is Namjoon, and his last name is Kim. But we say it Kim Namjoon because that is how he would say it. Yes. Well, also, you guys remember, like, back in the olden days where you actually bought manga, and they would have those, like, little pages where you're like, this book is read in the opposite direction, blah, 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 blah. And then I would get used to that, and then if I read actually, a manga that was flipped, it would fuck me up really bad. Actually, watch Naruto, who started watching the dub on Toonami and then wanted to watch it myself and went online and watched it. Uh-huh. I didn't realize when I was 12 years old until I started watching because instead of being Sasuke Uchiha, he'd be Uchiha Sasuke. And I was like, oh. I got used to that because I started reading manga very young, but that's fair. Well, there are certain anime they don't do it in. Like in Cowboy Bebop, it's Spike Spiegel. It's never it's supposed to be. But it's not be. supposed to be Japan. It's supposed to be Space, space America, Space Mars, America, Western, West. fuck it, whatever. Um, so the point is, is GCTV hates Asians, like, so much, you guys. And, and Kim Namjoon is smart, talented, handsome. worldly, handsome, cultured, funny, funny, gentle, well-informed, well-read, just so good. He's so good. And I think if you put him near Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin will implode from jealousy. Yeah, like, I think he might die. And, like, you know, like, thanks for making that sacrifice for us, Namjoon, but also, it's not worth it. You shouldn't have to do this for us. Um, because we already suffered through one musical episode, and I feel like he'd be really excited about doing another one, and I understand that, because he loves music. I don't want to even, because, like, he would do his, like, they would be like, why don't you direct it? Or, like, Uh he would try to get himself to direct it, Uh and it'd be this weird, like, sort of, like, half black and white, sort of, incredible, like, (laughs) fake deep. (laughs) Fake deep. Like, like, the tip of the Namjoon fake deep iceberg would be a musical episode that he did. That's true. I also, I... Ari's breaking my house. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. It was the charger. It's just very loud. I think Tim just no started bleeding in bed. Um, so I want to ask you a question, Rachel. And yes. that is, if you had to pick somebody, anybody, it doesn't have to be like a comic book writer, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to write an episode of Legends next season, who would you ask to write it? Okay, my first thought was... Or direct it. My first thought was Margaret Atwood, which was so annoying. <laughs> Margaret Atwood. <laughs> Please don't do it to Margaret Atwood. to Margaret Atwood. And she's so... Remember when she was at San Diego Comic-Con and we were like, what is, what is she... It's because The Handmaid's Tale was coming out on Hulu. I know, but like, she so, was like, so and, like, old and like, I just confused. don't think there's enough Margaret Atwood could do to write in an episode that truly does Sarah and Amaya justice after everything that's been fucking done. No. I so, don't. I think um, she might start screaming. I mean, I would love to see Gail do an episode. That would actually... Yeah, that's... Gail... Um, James Tinian. Gail, I think, actually wrote an episode of Batman, The Brave and the Bold. Yes, I think she did. I think That was the one that had the song about sexual failings that got banned, which sucks. But continue, sorry. Um, so yeah, I would love for her to do that. I would love for Gail to write an episode. Um, you know, just, um, any one of the Friends of Geeks Out, like I mentioned, James Tinian, Marguerite Bennett, um, Steve Orlando, just, like, I would love for a, um, LGBT writer to write an episode. Like, James Tinian is bisexual, Steve Orlando is openly gay, Marguerite Bennett is um, openly bisexual as well. And, like, I would love for Steve Orlando to come in and do a Midnighter episode. That would be really nice. I would love to see Apollo and Midnighter. Um, because Steve Orlando actually did write Midnighter for a little bit, and it's so nice to have a gay man writing a gay, like, gay man. Like, one of the first gay men in comics after the Comics Code Authority was repealed. That's some history for y'all. Midnighter was that. Um, I would just love to see him do that, and then maybe the team is kind of in the background, or I'd love to see Steve Orlando maybe do an episode about Len and Mick. <laughs> that would be really nice. <laughs> We'd never get it, but I would like I that. I would love for her. That um, make me, that's making me sad, because I want that. Who fights Welcome to Night Vale? 
Oh, shit. Um, Joseph, Joseph Fink. Yes, I'd love for Joseph Fink or um, our pal Alex Hirsch to do an episode. Like, just a weird, cartoonish, fun episode. Because this show, I think, sort of has more fun when it is weird and almost like something that you would see in a cartoon. And Joseph Fink and Alex Hirsch understand the weird cartoonish medium so well that I think with this cast and with these characters and with what they're given, they could do something so fun and so wild. Who are your choices? I've like been sitting here thinking about it because now I'm like, oh crap! Now I'm gonna um, have to answer. Wait, wild card, Edith Wharton. <laughs> I I mean, look, if I was gonna pay anybody to come back from the dead and do it, um, I would want Jane Austen to do it. Not because I like Jane Austen. I actually don't because my problem is as someone who was assigned female at birth and I like to read books. People would throw Pride and Prejudice at my head and say, "Hey, you, you got a vagina? You look." read Austin and I would be like oh I don't want to do that please leave me alone so I didn't read Pride and Prejudice until high school but I'm also a big fat hypocrite because Pride and Prejudice 2005 is my favorite movie in the whole world except for The Last Unicorn and where is I going this right Jane Austen because it would be a disaster um I think the only one who would have fun would be Arthur Darville maybe but um okay so I've actually been thinking about it and you said a couple people were like, yeah, I would, I would really like Marguerite Bennett because she has clearly, with the bombshell stuff, mm-hmm. she's shown she can write like a big, fun team. And I'm yes. thinking of writers who have done big, fun team dynamics that I really liked. Um, Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis did the JLI run yes. that like I, you know, that I fillet every yeah, chance no. I get. Um, um, I would also you... pay a lot yeah. of money for Warren Ellis to do an episode because he would do I would want him to do it very specifically like next wave mm-hmm. because the team is basically like next wave. Okay, hold on. Let me just say something really quickly. Um Mr. Mr. Moore, if you're out there. Oh my god. We're huge fans. Holy and shit. I would love for you to come and ruin Please this. Please come show. put a hex on me. I would I would love for you to come and just drive this sh- I just do an episode. Make them all a heroin. You like drives <laughs> this show into the fucking ground. You like that I made you a <laughs> favorite character. I open that. <laughs> no, I don't read it. And that would literally be the conversation he had with Mark Guggen so um i'd be fine with that like like make an episode where like what would he like it's just it would just be sarah with I like a sword well, like it would be sarah like with Amaya's a sword chain smoking. chain smoking but also having sex with sarah because he really likes his lesbians and then maya would suddenly age by 80 years because she was secretly a time traveling witch the whole time but like in a but like in a, but like in a sexy way. old in a lady sexy way old because lady way. alan Moore really likes his sexy old ladies and then rip would have the guy fox mask fused to his face after a nuclear bomb was dropped um by uh i don't know superman and uh um kendra and carter would come back to make a sexual metaphor that would nuke new york yeah kendra and carter would come back start having sex and flowers would start blooming on the wave rider but every other part of the wave rider would start catching fire yeah and like ray would start coughing up blood yeah like we're talking like full symbolism here and um and Alan, if you're hearing this, all of this is free all for you to use. All of this is free. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're, uh, please. Please. If I you love you. Alan Moore. But only if you were Alan Moore. Um, but no, like, here's the thing is, like, I would absolutely love if people who weren't currently writing the show were writing the show. Someone who knows how to start and finish a plot arc. Um, well, let's think of the episodes we really liked. The Rip Seasons arc. one and two. Well, the Rip two, arc. The Rip arc I loved general. Night of the Hawk in season one. I loved the episode after that. I liked a lot of season one. I don't really know I mean, know I did like a lot went. of season one. Why would I? Well, because that's something we're going to get to in the non-drunk characters. Yeah, we don't, we don't, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I can't Baby, pronounce, I can't pronounce retrospective right now very mm-hmm. easily. So it's one of those things where that's clearly not happening. Um, but 
the episodes I liked from season two, it really was like the mm-hmm. rip arc. Um. Oh God. And, like, I don't want to say I didn't like the rest of the season. There were moments in episodes of the rest of the season that I enjoyed, but because a lot of them ended up not getting a lot of payoff, they ended up being very frustrating to me. Um, The problem is, is you either had, aside from the rip arc, you had episodes that were super racist, so Mm -hmm. I couldn't enjoy them, or you had episodes that had, like, zero payoff. But I admit I would also appreciate, um, I liked the 80s episode a lot because that was a really nice, satisfying Mick. And that was the, that was, that's the 80s episode was a really satisfying conclusion to Mick and Len's, Mick and, Mick and Ray's arc. And like the fact that he gave Ray the gun meant so much and hasn't been remarked upon. And like, I would love to see Cisco and Ray meeting up again at some point and Ray mentioning that and Cisco going like, oh, oh, because I think Cisco gets what that means to Mick because he and Mick are both autistic and kind of work mm-hmm. on that same wavelength and also because Cisco was the one who built the guns and kind of knows what they mean to Len and Mick. Mm-hmm. So that would be really sad and really good, but it, you know. Mm, that's good. The show. That's but so um delicious. Oh, do we have any other questions? We have. We have. Mm, loading. Who would be the most painful parent to do for going to Georgia? Uh, John Darnell, if you're listening to this, huge fan of your work. Um, first off, fuck this question. Um, fuck this question. Fuck this question. Fuck this question. <laughs> Alright, so let me just say first and foremost that Len and Mick are the old college try. The old college try, I think. But also this year. Yes, I mean the thing going is... Going to Georgia's very current Rip and Sarah. Yeah, oh god yeah, especially since he keeps leaving and coming back. I think yeah. that's really appropriate for them. It um, could have been Len and Mick, but they fucked it. They really fucked it. Like, in, in the better world, the one where I, Klingon, promoted myself to head of Legends of Tomorrow, writing, I'm king of the writings room, and and when I did that, um, it would be going to Georgia. But, like, it's very, that is a song that is very much about love and loss and coming back to someone you care about very much after some very hard times. And uh, I can't think of a more Rip and Sarah thing right now than yeah. that. Um, how drunk Mario Kart goes for. All right, so so our good friend, our good friend, and my wife, Libby Hot Lips Libbyson, <laughs> Libbyson, asked, please just explain how drunk Mario Kart goes for the whole Legends crew, and how often also does Sarah say Legends only after beating someone up? Oh, geez. So how often the the Legends only thing is something I think they all say all the time, forever. Anytime they do anything, they have it on fucking varsity jacket. That's their Kobe. Like if someone like throws something into the garbage can and it goes in, they just dab and go Legends only, even though they just threw a paper plate into the garbage can. Because this team is a mess. Do they say it sarcastically? Does someone else say it sarcastically? Here's the thing. miss the garbage? Yes, but also Mick does, I think... Were you there that time my dad tried to throw a Starbucks cup into the dumpster and, and it missed went horribly. it? Yes. And missed it by like five feet? Uh-huh. It was, and it was like a huge dumpster? Uh-huh. Kobe. <laughs> but like, yes, I remember that. Um, tormenting my dad is fun. <laughs> we don't... We, we love, we love, but we also love tormenting. Um, but it is, I think, Drunk Mario Kart goes very badly because here's a list of people on this team who are good at racing games. Um, Ray Palmer. 
That's it. And everyone else is... No, Jax would be very Jax, good. Jax is very... Okay, so it's like literally Jax and Ray. Everyone else is... Jax and Ray, which again, under... They've had some good moments. Like, Jax was the one that helped Ray when he went giant size. Uh-huh. Like, Jax, Jax and Ray is so criminally fucking underplayed. Like, I could say that about a lot of relationships Well, that's on the issue show. with ensemble stuff, especially in a very disjointed... Like, this season would have been good for them to try to emphasize character relationships we hadn't really emphasized before. Mm-hmm. And they did that to a stent, in an extent with Stein and Mick and Jax and Sarah, both of which were nice, but then they didn't continue to utilize that and and kind of move around relationships and play with them in different ways because they were more focused on making plots that made no sense and racism. So it didn't happen. But um, Jackson Ray is pretty cute. Um, I think they would have a lot to talk about. And it's a shame that their only kind of interaction in the show has been um, them arguing over who deserves Kendra more. And it's just like, oh... No, 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 fuck. Like, you know, it's it's definitely something where they're both very good at Mario Kart, but else everyone else is bad. And I think... Okay, well, first of all, when Sarah Lamb says, come play Mario Kart with us, what she means is, is we're going to be sex. having sex in about six minutes. Yeah, they don't actually play. After the time I told you to come to Mario Kart. Yeah, it's just a front. But, like, Sarah mains um, Bowser because she's an asshole and isn't good at the game. And just likes hitting people and, and knocking yeah, them off like the Yeah, like, she doesn't actually know how to drive. Um, um, Kendra gets really competitive despite not actually being very good at it, and that's worse because she knows she's not good at it, so she feels the need to get more aggressively competitive about it. And, and like, she has super strength because she's a hawk, so how many of the Wii U things that she just snapped in half? Literally, at this point, there's, like, they have, like, I think they have certain code phrases where mm-hmm. they can say, Gideon, please replicate a new one mm-hmm. very quickly, and the uh, code phrase is Mario Kart, and if if they say that, Gideon has to replicate a new Wii remote. If it, if they say that, it just starts waning, raining Wii remotes. Waning. Because <laughs> we were saying the word Wii. Wii remotes. Um, it it's just raining. It's in all of one. And, and they're very hard, and they always hit Rip in the head. And he's just like, ow, ow, ow. It's yeah. very, it's very funny. It's, Gideon gets really upset about it, though. Also, can we talk about the fact that it's so bullshit that Gideon didn't just immediately lock the doors the second he's like, "Well, I guess I'm leaving." Gideon was like, "Why Jane Austen I'm, needs to write an episode?" I'm sorry, she's Jane. gonna be like, "What is an AI?" Uh huh. Well, is what? it English? What? Okay, I can do this. Uh huh. Like my Jane Austen. <laughs> yeah. What was? <laughs> what was that? That was that was more of an Emma Frost. Actually, than, that was ne- more of a, like Emma Frost. That was literally just you doing. <laughs> that was you doing Emma. Okay, so here's the thing: is now that I've said that. Uh, two things. Number one, Jane Austen writing Gideon would be really funny, and I really want Jane Austen to do a time shift episode. Secondly, now that we've said that, who historically would you like them to to visit and hang out with? And or n- if not a historical character, what time period would you like to see next season? Like okay. what event? Okay, what so era? First of all, when I applied to NYU, oh Jesus! One of the questions on our application was which famous New Yorker, re- living or dead, real or fictional. Would you like to hang out with for a day? That's such a softball question. And what? my friend Craig said Spider-Man. <laughs> so the first thing I thought when you asked me this question was Spider-Man. They cannot do that. They cannot do that. I am a Booster I, Gold. The second I said historical figure, like Booster a Booster Gold was absolutely involved in Booster history. Gold is not a you real. You can see him in the background. Wait, so shut the fuck up. We can do we can do a question on comic book characters too, okay, but I also historical character like a real a real person a real person or an era well, or first an of event. all Ari it depends on what you define as real is any of this real I'm gonna fucking hate you oh Jesus I'm sorry I would never do that to you 
Jesus. I love Jesus so Christ. Much. I would okay, like them here's to see the Jesus Christ. Rip's full meltdown when Sarah suggests they visit Jesus is really funny to me. And I have to kind of uh, sidetrack for a second because haha, very funny. But Rip being like, oh, I have nothing left to teach you. Sarah was just suggesting that they go visit Jesus and get some of his blood. And you think that's the woman you want to leave in charge of a bunch of idiots who don't know what they're doing? They can't do easy things. And you want them to do hard things? Sarah was literally suggesting going to the crucifixion and kind of just taking a little more of the blood that was spilling out of our Lord and Savior. Happy oh, Easter, everybody. Lord and Savior. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. But, like, fuck. 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 It's just so bad. Like, I cannot believe... But Rip's full meltdown when she suggested that was actually really funny. And Arthur seemed like the, the acting was spot on because he sounded absolutely desperate to not have them go and stab Jesus. Okay. But who else do I find hilarious in history? <coughs> I feel like Emperor Norton would be a fun person for them to hang out with. The Emperor of San Francisco. Oh, yes. Historical figure that isn't gonna get us you remember how she wasn't allowed to do the thing the snatch games or even bring it within two feet of the studio yeah that's what we just did so let's do something that's not that okay oh god oh my god i can't think of anyone i've forgotten everything of history i've ever known okay well there's a whole lot of it so oh try again god. i'm flying through the void the gang bungles the art assassination of archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be really funny, actually. Um, Here's the thing is you would need a very talented director because that would have to be a very black comedy kind of episode, and I don't know if they have anyone smart enough currently writing the yeah, show to handle it. Yeah, because they did so well with World War One. I. I know, right? Um, I mean, they seem to, like... Um, I would honestly love for them to go to the, like, do some, like, real famous Western people. Like, not Jonah Hex, but, like, an, like Annie, Annie Oakley. Oakley. Um, I know I Mick said that. he and Amaya were Bonnie and Clyde, but I'd love for them to meet the actual Bonnie and Clyde. That would be, or, yeah, no, that would actually be really um, nice. I would love to see them go to old Hollywood, like, 40s or 50s, because you could, A, have a really fun meta episode about yeah. that, and B, um, imagine if they stumbled on the production production of a Western yeah. with Jonah Hex in tow somehow, I don't fucking yeah. know. So they go from maybe being in the actual Wild West to time jumping. I was going to be like, do you think they'll add him as a regular epic? next season? But like, they can't do that with his face every episode. They do so not they have the money. Do that, but we'll see him again. Um, I would love to see him again next season, at least for a couple episodes, but hopefully with Rip in tow, because he clearly, like, they had a thing going. Um, and I really liked that. I would also like to see if we're talking non-American figures um i have such a fondness for the russian revolution and they would fuck that up and i love um ancient china i really like the tang Dynasty. i mean i want them to do a start the revolution without me yes and they would also which is fuck which up. is a movie about the french revolution that's really hilarious i would love if they went to tang china and they would fuck that up I would also love if they went to the Abbasid Empire, that's another period in history I like, and they'd fuck that up. And what I'm saying is, is whenever the show goes to a non-white historical period, they do something very bad. But if I could pretend like that's not the case, I would probably actually really like to see them do an episode about, um, I would like us to go back to Japan, but respectfully, because there is a lot that's very interesting about the Meiji Restoration, because it was such a turnaround for a whole country to suddenly like turn on a dime from people riding horses and wielding swords to uh okay we're an industrialized modern nation now you have like samurai um or the sons of samurai actual honest to god samurai hanging out with like businessmen 
in a modern day looking city that just sprung up within 40 years. And that's wild. And being in the middle of that as an outsider would be very interesting if they could do it in a not racist way. So never. So never. Or that or the death of the West. If they were going to do a Western, I would want them to do something closer to the end of the oh, West. Oh, the death of the West, a.k.a. my favorite thing in the uh-huh. entire world. Guys, you don't understand. So I love the American West. It's so And cool. I love the death of the American. Like, like I don't love it, but, like, just the history of It's so good. It's so, it's just something that's just, I mean, I, obviously it's American. It's American history. But there's something very uniquely American about this, this, this old way of life dying out and things like that. Um, and the way that people sort of accepted it and coped with it and moved on from it. That is so fascinating to me. Um, I would also love to see them hang out with, uh, I would love to see them get involved with, um, Thomas Edison and Nikolai Tesla's rivalry. That would be a really fun episode to do, I think. Um, and that kind of fits the sci-fi aspect of the show where maybe they have to get Tesla to help them with yes. their time, like fixing Gideon. That would be cute as And then hell. Gideon falls in love with Nikola Tesla a little bit. Oh, Jesus! Gets jealous. Yeah, oh yeah, rip, peeling his face off in jealousy. That would be fucking adorable, honestly. Okay, should we wrap it up? Because I think, I think we're just... I think we're just drunkenly rambling at this point. Um, Us? Drunkenly rambling? Shush. I mean, like, this was just really fun to kind of talk. I don't yes. know if we're gonna... This isn't... I wouldn't even really call this a recap, but I think we talked about some stuff that was really funny. Yes. Um, drunk podcast, because we were bored and you guys were nice enough to ask us questions. Thanks, guys.